Maureen. I'm Karen. And I'm Teresa. And, and we're, we're the Ancestors. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Two of you went off on your own and, and went with Ennis. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why you just didn't go with just call yourself two Ennis sisters instead of just going with the Ennis sisters. Because I <laughs> two mean, <N-I>. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Two Ni. That's what you should have went with. How did that come about? And Teresa, if you don't mind kicking in what you were doing during this process as well. Well, during that time, I had put out a couple of solo records myself. Um, and then, of course, I had a, a child. So I wasn't touring as much. I wasn't on the road. Uh, you know, it's really difficult to tour when you have a, a young, you know, infant. An, an infant, and you know, it's it's hard. Um, so Teresa wanted, you know, to see how her. I guess she wanted to do a project, and uh, so Karen and I just continued on with <laughs> the Ennis sisters. With, with Ennis, but we had to call it. We had to call it Ennis because Ennis sisters was the Ennis sisters are three of us, and it was yeah. quite confusing to a lot of people. It was very confusing, which we we learned later that people just and they didn't know how. What, Call us anymore. So it's God like, say, God say, come back in the group and let's just go back to the Anna sisters and call that a mistake. <laughs> but it wasn't a mistake. No, you know, it, it was a, it was definitely like another stage in our career. Well, when you have, when you look at it, we've been doing this twenty years. So I mean, of course, you're going to have times when you're going to want to try different things, different projects. But you know, it was at that time though that we left the country market and we decided to go back into folk. So Ennis brought us back in around to sort of the Newfoundland Irish contemporary, that, that road again. That, when Teresa left, it was like the perfect time to restart and come back in around to the folk music scene again. And I think Teresa just walked out of the room in pure anger at those comments. <laughs> I I think the the thing that I want to I want to make a joke about at that too is that when you went with Ennis, I'm sure I'm sure some people in the crowd were like, "Oh man, there's definitely a scandal in there somewhere. Something happened yeah. with Teresa." Well, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they thought it was a big you know thing that happened, but it wasn't really. It was uh, you know, just Teresa wanted to try something new, and Karen and I just decided to change it back from country to folk and. It was just, just sort of, I, I actually, it was sort of the downtime, mm-hmm. you know, after all that big hype and stuff, we just decided Well, we've been on the road so much, and it was, yeah, I mean, we, we, when we moved to Nashville, we were down there, we were on the road constantly down there trying to promote ID and doing promotion with that, touring with it, so we were just, at that point in time, looking to get off the road for a little bit. And so other projects happened in the meantime. And then Teresa... Started a family, and yeah. so she, you know, and, and like Teresa said, having a baby is is difficult when you're a, a tour musician. So, yeah. we, and even now, I mean, we're very lucky because uh, our parents babysit when when Teresa goes on the road now. But it's still it's a challenging thing. It's hard to be away for long stretches of time when you have a small child. And it's going to be 20 years this June 25th that we're in the business since our first baby release. Oh, wow. And so, you know, just, that's just the ebb and flow of the industry we're in. <laughs> We've seen the, the highs and the 
hasn't seen the lows of it. But I think every every company has the same thing. And thank God we're riding that wave right back. We're right on the wave. We're taking wave in. I figured. I figured with the, Teresa having the baby, I figured she was going to start her own ranking family. I mean, Rosie, she's very, very talented. Yeah, I, I figured maybe, you know, Teresa should do her, uh, she was going to be on a solo act. And like you said, you guys have the talent that you've been singing in diapers. Maybe she brings up the baby on stage and goes, ladies and gentlemen, Rosie. <laughs> and, then, and then the baby. Well, Rosie, she will be working her way up through this. Oh, Rosie's amazing. We're gonna, she's a very talented girl. You guys obviously write and uh, sing your a lot of your own songs, but there are a few songs that you've covered as well. Out from St. Leonard's, how fun was it to do that song? That oh, was amazing. Well, again, that's going back to meeting Gary O'Driscoll at the Babel Folk Festival. And, uh, you know, this is a song that we heard Irish descendants do that he had just produced that record. And uh, Dad had heard the song on the radio and said, Girls, I think you should do a nice, you know, you should cover this song. And it was because of covering that song that got Gary O'Driscoll's attention, which is why we recorded it. Uh, Red is the Rose with Gary O'Driscoll. It was just one of those things, again, being in the right place at the right time, having you know all the pieces line up. It is so funny, because when I think it's back to the beginning stages of our, our career, we were do, doing little festivals and little shows around St. John's and Southern Shore kind of thing. Guaranteed, your mother, Mary, and Joanne would be out in the audience. And John, and John. the brothers, all of them were always there. Of course, I remember when they all drove down to PEI to see us. PEI, and it meant everything to us to know that we had family support like that. And even to this day, knowing that when our Christmas concert, no matter when it is, we can always guarantee that you know, in, in Ottawa, you can always see Darren. And Chantel, they always brought to see us. in the That's right. I'm going to play a little game here, and let's see how it goes. Who do you think, out of the three of you, is the most whiniest? Maureen. <laughs> Me. I, I'll play for my name to be thrown I am definitely the uh, wine in this cheese group. Uh, yeah, I'm the cheese and choose the wine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Explain that. What do you mean by cheese? As it, as it, Karen's got the cheesiest jokes of all. Oh, so. without question. So Karen would be the cheesiest. And I'm happy to be cheese. And she's proud of it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm the whiny one. That's and Gloria's proud of that. And I'm proud of that. And Teresa's a cracker. And Teresa definitely cracks. Yeah. She's a cracker. So the cracker's the one that kind of tries to keep it all together? That's right. You got that right. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're the most uh, insane. Yeah, I'd say Teresa's the most... Uh, Teresa's funnier than Karen, I think, but Karen's just more foolish, I think. Yes, I'm very childish <laughs> in many ways. And when you guys, and here's here's another one: when you guys go on tour, which one of you is the most demanding? Maureen. <laughs> Certain amount of things that I sort of, and that's what Karen's talking about is that 
you know, Karen would be willing to stay in the van. Let's say cut certain corners. <laughs> Karen's good to cut corners where I'm not. And it's not not me being a diva or being overly demanding. It's just that I, I feel like I like to be a little bit more comfortable. No, but, but not even that. It's just like Maureen is very, and, and it's good because everybody contributes and there's a balance. But Maureen is the one that, at soundcheck, everything has to run a certain order. And okay, here's the thing. Maureen's in one extreme, Karen's the other, and I'm sort of in the middle. So we, the three of us balance each other out. That's right. And another one, the other question I want to, is who's the most, I won't say laziest, but who's the one that's more laid back? Karen. Yeah, for sure. Karen is very take it as it comes and, you know, very easygoing. But sometimes that's to a fault in regards to, you know, uh, you know, Karen, we have to be on stage for 10 minutes and she's just now putting her makeup on. <laughs> And there's stuff like that that, you know, and, and she actually made a game of it at one point where, you know, she'd wait till the very last second and then start putting on her dress for stage to see how close to stage time she could be. <laughs> and, you know, it was, um, for me, someone who likes to know, I like a certain order, I, and I spend hours on set lists and sound checks, stuff like that, to have Karen play a game like that yeah. was <laughs> really hard on my heart. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure during that time frame when you guys were on Ennis doing that, Teresa was sitting at home or doing her own thing going, Thank God I'm not part of that. No, you know what? Teresa's there too. You know, this is something that Karen does, I think, just to sort of because Karen's also um someone who likes to torment. Well it's a torment but it's also like play practical jokes and yeah. stuff like that. She's always trying to get one over on it's a fun maker kind of thing. And, like, it's not just her stage routine that she does that. She's constantly doing it. <laughs> so, you know, she'll always have us on her toes that way. And so she knows it's my button, that I like to have things organized and good to go and rehearsed. And so Karen will show up and forget her whistles. But they're really, you know, in the dressing room or something like that. And she does that kind of stuff just sort of, I think, that the <laughs> play. Keep you my Keep you on your toes. Yeah. The other way, you know, where I get so rigid in the way I am sometimes when it comes to running the stage show, that drives Karen insane because she would rather me be a little bit more well, that was just a mistake or you don't have to take that so seriously. So in that way, the two of us yeah. are big, are each other's biggest teachers. And then Teresa comes in and sort of points out the extreme part. Teresa's exactly in the middle. Yeah. It's so funny to think of it that way because Maureen is the obviously the oldest and mm -hmm. Teresa is the youngest. So it's kind of like the youngest kind of telling the other two to stay in line. Well, that's the way it is. She keeps us in line. That's you guys were noticed for the CBC for the song I Will Sing You Home, which they used for the World War to honor that. Uh, and you guys performed it actually too in CBC. Uh, how did that all come about and how does it feel to be recognized for that? Uh, well, that song was written in 2009, March. I mean, this is the this is the month of the bringing you home, and it was written because we lost our cousin Steve. He was only 36 years old, took his own life, um, and so it was a you know through that grieving period um, that winter, sat down with Mark Murphy and we wrote a song called "Sing You Home" just to sort of help with the healing process. And then um, our friend Kelly Walsh heard it, and they did this beautiful arrangement with Shalloway. It's an award-winning uh, youth choir here in New South Labrador. And Kelly thought it would be very fitting for the 100th anniversary of the Beaumont Channel, the Beaumont Channel. And so we brought it to the rooms, and they loved it, and brought it to Krista Radofsky, 
who then put this gorgeous video together uh, in partnership with Fortis Trust. Anyway, at the end of it, still to this day, I can't watch the video without being very emotional because I think they did a fantastic job of putting this together, you know, and having a younger generation learn about this very tragic part of our Newfoundland and Labrador history and to have this song pay tribute to something so profound. It, it's such an honor, not only as the songwriter, but as, but as the performers of the song. And one of the greatest honors, too, is that Princess Anne got to meet us that day. Got to meet you. Got to, yeah. So that was a good honor. And, you know, but everything about that, again, that was another one of those experiences that was uh, something that's a career highlight to say that we were part of such a, a beautiful project is amazing. And how was it to meet Princess Anne? Uh, it was, well, first of all, we didn't know that we were going to be able to because it's such protocol uh, with meeting royalty. Um, but at the very end of the ceremony, she came up and she just told us how she felt about the song and we thanked her and then we went in uh, to sort of a, a reception where they went in and they uh, opened the exhibit uh, there at the rooms for World War One, And, uh, you know, it was just a, just a sort of a really neat experience to be able to share that time with royalty. And the last question I have for you is more or less, how, how do you think this interview went? This interview was great. It was a lot of fun. I, love, I feel like we... Waiting for Karen to say something. Well, Trish, jump in. You no, know, I was going to say, I feel like we were able to answer honestly and, and be ourselves. So it was a really relaxed and easy interview. I, I enjoyed it. We had a lot of laughs. I, I, I learned a lot about myself and about Karen. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, you have a great, what I this most is I love your uh, radio voice. And you have a good sense of humor. And your questions were awesome. And it felt like very easy conversation. I enjoyed listening to you a lot. And I hope to see you at our Christmas show now <laughs> in December. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Topin Tonight. Our thanks to Maureen, Karen, and Teresa for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TopinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, I like to live on Ennis Road, not just during Christmas time, but all year round. I hear Maureen, Karen, and Teresa show up a scattered time and make the place jump. Or so the legend goes. Anyway, thanks for listening and good night. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. 
Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.